Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Loaded show, loaded show for a Monday. I got a tip about the southern border. The crisis, yes, a crisis, although the Biden administration wants to call it. They want to play the euphemisms game and call it everything but a crisis. It's a manageable situation, a small issue. A minor problem. No, no, it's a huge crisis. And I got a tip about it that really kind of quaked me a little bit, even though I don't get quaked often about stuff, especially when it comes to Democrats. You're going to want to hear that. I've also got this story about four ways big tech hoovers up, vacuums up your data and sells it. A couple of which I sent over to Guy to look at. And he's like, I didn't even know they did that. Either did I. And I have a bunch of investments in social media companies. I didn't even know they were doing this. Also some fake news on Donald Trump. Shocker, stunner. Again, more fake news about Donald Trump that had to be retracted. Although from what I'm hearing, CNN hasn't retracted it yet. Secure your digital rights today. Get a VPN. Do not wait. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. So loaded of a show today. It's a two-pager. I hope I can get to the mini crisis developing in Florida right now. Yeah, Florida, I'm down here. I want to tell you what's going on on the ground. So if we don't get to it, maybe I'll get to it tomorrow. All right, today's show brought to you by our friends at ExpressVPN. Big tech companies have a ton of power in our country today. You'll be hearing about that on today's show. As private entities, they can operate pretty much as they choose. Protect your personal data from big tech today with the VPN I trust for my online protection. ExpressVPN. When I use ExpressVPN, my connection gets rerouted through their secure encrypted servers so these companies can't see my IP address at all. My internet activity becomes anonymized and my network data is encrypted. Nice. I recommend ExpressVPN to anyone who uses the internet, so basically everyone ever in the history of everyone. And the best part is you don't need to be tech savvy at all to use ExpressVPN. Just download the app on your phone or your computer, tap a button and you're protected. Protect your internet activity today from prying eyeballs. With the VPN we use, visit expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Get three months free on a one-year package. Don't wait another minute. That's expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Get three extra months free. Go today, expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Producer Joe, let's go. Yep. A little bit of a delay here. A uh-huh. little bit. A uh-huh. little bit. Just throw that in there. Uh-huh. Sorry. You know, the trigger finger there. I, have to, I, was, I was looking at the Kenny Bell. <laughs> All right. You saw that? You know, yeah. Kenny Bell always comes in handy. I got some video, Nancy Pelosi. This is about that crisis. And I'm going to get to my tip in a second. But um, Nancy Pelosi, who manages to squeeze two BS talking points into one one minute clip about the obviously exploding crisis on the southern border. That's not a mystery to anyone out there with a, you know, a, a triple digit IQ who've cracked the hundreds um, in the IQ department, which is nothing to brag about, by the way. But if you're a liberal, it is these days. So here's Pelosi in an interview this weekend asked about the immigration crisis at the border. She manages to squeeze in remarkably, Joe, two BS talking points in less than a minute in this one minute block. And it just goes to show you how liberals never ever tell you the truth they are it's not that they're destroying the we know they've been destroying the country for 50 years it's that the the this the, the rate of change of the rate of the second derivative of their destruction of the country has now picked up the pace even more they're not content to just destroy it they want it destroyed in this calendar year right now they lie to you about everything here's pelosi lying about the border and listen to the two things she squeezes in i want you to focus on this she mentions trump trump's not the president anymore last time i checked i don't need a fact checker on that one and second she manages to blame the immigration crisis at the border on wait for it climate change yes of course such a natural uh yeah Again, squiggly doesn't equal signs lying through the middle. Of course, the climate change, climate change has nothing to do with the immigration crisis. Check this out. What the administration has inherited is a broken system at the border, and they are working to correct that in the children's interest. I'm so pleased that the president, as a temporary measure, has sent FEMA to the border in order to help facilitate the children going from one 72-hour issue into where they are cared for as they are transferred into family homes or homes that are safe for them to be. Uh, so this, again, is a, 
a transition from what was wrong before uh, to what is right. Of course, we have to also look to uh, Central America and Mexico and the rest. The corruption, the violence, uh, all of that so bad. My most recent trip to the Northern Triangle, that would be Honduras, Guatemala, El Salvador, you saw the impact of the climate change, mind you. These people were leaving because of the drought. They couldn't farm, and they were seeking other ways to survive. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you just, it defies, I mean, everything that makes you a sane, rational human being in your everyday life when you're operating as normal, right? <laughs> it defies every one of the rules you use to do that. What is she doing? She just... They just make stuff up. Yep. They just make it up. So number one, she blames it on Trump and says, it's notice the use, the not so clever by half use of excess unnecessary verbiage to claim the crisis at the border is, quote, a transition from the crisis under Donald Trump. I'm going to show you an article in a minute proving to you that that's total crap and she's made that up. But secondly, I love how she pivots and she blames it on climate change. I can guarantee you, if you were to do an interview at the border with the, what is it, 100,000 people who tried to enter the country illegally in February, that less than 0.001% of them would cite climate change as the reason. But whatevs, Nancy, you do you. So let's get to some actual data. And I'm going to give you the tip I got showing you how bad this is because I've never heard anything like this. In 12 years in federal law enforcement, never heard anything like it. Wall Street Journal article, because facts matter. The Biden border mess. Notice the headline, Wall Street Journal, by the way, which is no fan of Trump most of the time. It doesn't say the Trump border mess. The headline is, as you can see on the screen right here, the Biden border mess. Migrants rush to enter the United States, creating a humanitarian crisis. Crisis, Joe. There they said it. Not transition, yep. not minor problem, not small issue, dreaded air quotes for all, a humanitarian crisis. Let's go to the actual numbers because Pelosi says, Joe, it's not a crisis. It's a transition from the crisis under Trump huh. to a, a better situation now. I, I, I don't get <laughs> what she's saying. Well, here are the actual numbers again, folks, because facts matter. And I like the fact that you watch my show and we can laugh, we can cry. We can hug. We can do whatever. Maybe not hug. I'm not much of a hugger, but you get the point. But we will do actual facts. Reminds me of the guy in Titanic. There will be order here at the end. There will be order. Remember the guy <laughs> trying to get on the life yeah. We will do facts. Quote, Wall Street Journal about the actual border. They're moving FEMA officials. Federal Emergency Management Agency, if it, they're moving to the border. Why would that be? If it's not a crisis, why would FEMA be at the border? Huh, a little weird. FEMA typically addresses unpredictable calamities like hurricanes. But this border mess is man-made. Customs and Border Protection reported nearly 397,000 encounters with migrants on the southwestern border in the first five months of fiscal 21, which began in October. Notice that, by the way, because Trump was still president for some of that. If you factor that out and just push January, January and February, half of which Biden was president and February was president, these numbers are even worse. <sighs> but even factoring in part of the Trump presidency, when we had control over the border, that's about 25% more than in the same period in 2019. You get the little trick? That last part is really key. It's about 25% more than that same five-month period in 2019 when part of it, Trump was still president. If you only factor in January and February, the situation's even worse. Mm. Here, look at this. Screenshot two. Again, because numbers and facts and stuff still matter, at least on this show. Unaccompanied children are arriving in droves, with CBP reporting nearly 9,500 encounters in February a 61% increase over January. The Washington Post reports that more than 8,500 migrant children are at facilities run by Health and Human Services, while another 3,500, quote, the highest figure ever, are stuck at CBP stations waiting for a spot to open its shelters. Ladies and gentlemen, it is a full-blown calamity at the border. Why? What is happening? Why does the Biden administration love every minute of this along with liberal Democrats? Because, as I told you last week, getting to the point I want to make here, 
This is a strategy. The Democrats understand they've become the party of big business elites and big tech and connected insiders. The Democrats, as I told you on that show I did a couple weeks ago about Trump's positive effect on the GOP. Remember that article we discussed in New York Mag by the liberal pollster? Yeah. Who said, yes, Trump was a net positive for the GOP. He brought back the working class voters and he's bringing in minority voters at levels they hadn't seen before with another Republican candidate. A liberal said that, by the way, folks, a liberal. Well, how does that relate to immigration? Because, ladies and gentlemen, if the Democrats lose substantial portions of the minority population as their voting bloc, and all they have left is young voters, big tech and big business, they can't win an election. So illegal immigration works great for them. Sign them up to vote at motor voter programs around the country. Who's better than you? 397,000 illegal crossings a month. The country only has 330 million people. What better way to win elections than that? Dan, that sounds really horrible. Clearly, you're making that up. Am I? Because a couple of Republican politicians, you remember this one? For my older listeners who've been around a while. You remember when a couple of Republican politicians put this theory to the test? The theory, in other words, that the Democrats want you to believe that, Joe, this is all about compassion. Oh, yeah. Children. Climate yeah. change, all that other stuff overseas, um, over, excuse me, down south and overseas. People should be able to come to the United States. Forget this whole border thing. It's a waste of time. It's all about compassion. So a couple of Republicans years ago, when I was still doing my show in the other studio, said, well, let's test that theory out. Let's put a stipulation in this immigration amnesty bill you guys had. This was very clever. That says, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll look at amnesty for people in the country illegally on one condition. People who come here illegally, if given amnesty, are not allowed to vote for 10 years. What happened? <laughs> what happened? Remember this, Joe? The yes. Democrats said, no, 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 right. no, no, we don't want that. We don't want that. Wait, wait, I thought it was about compassion. What does voting have to do with anything? If you have to wait 10 years because you broke the law, which is, you know, so I don't right. think we should have amnesty at all, just to be clear. But they, they understood the Democrats were full of it, so they made them take a vote on it. And the Democrats went, eh, we're not doing it. Because it has nothing to do with compassion. It has everything to do with the Democrats replacing lost middle class minority votes with votes from illegals they get when they can register them to vote in motor voter programs. It's as simple as that. Oh, no, they can't vote? No, screw them. Keep them back down south. That's their attitude. That's their attitude, the Democrats. That's exactly what they did. All right, here's my tip. So I get a couple of texts, not just one, by the way, a few, from friends of mine, let's say in law enforcement, and they said, you're never going to believe this. The border crisis is now so bad. Not only is FEMA down there, as we saw at the Wall Street Journal, FEMA emergency. I thought it wasn't an emergency. I thought it was just a problem down there. Joe, they're talking about sending Secret Service agents down there, too, on one to two week rotations. What? Wait, what? Yeah, I'm not messing with you now. Now, now, this is I spent 12 years in the Secret Service, as you know. Eh, sorry, I just, you know, I hate throwing that out there because it's annoying to you. All the listeners have heard it a thousand times, but it's relevant to the story. Obviously, you know, we've been detailed to assignments before. You know, we had that ridiculous thing where we basically took over security for the you know, Mitt Romney run Utah Olympics. And I remember sitting out there midnights with this agent friend of mine in a car, freezing my butt off, staying at the uh, Okura Motor Inn, like 50 miles from the Olympic Village for three weeks of my life. <laughs> Couldn't, oh, it was the worst assignment ever. Wondering what the hell are we doing here? We're supposed to protect the president and investigate counterfeit. And I'm sitting in the freezing cold, guarding a bunch of Olympic people. Why are we doing this? I have never in my life heard of Secret Service agents being sent to the southern border. Now, why does that matter, ladies and gentlemen? It matters because it is a huge, enormous story. You now have Joe Biden signaling to the world that the border, the southern border is open. By doing it, there is now a multifold increase in the number of people coming to the southern border. Liberals listening, this is simple logic. Please follow the program. It's not hard. Trump, did we have an immigration crisis at the border? Yes, but the numbers were far lower than we are now because Trump had signaled to the world, the border's closed. Enter the country legally or don't enter at all. You'll have to stay in Mexico even if you claim asylum. And if your case is adjudicated, you'll be allowed in. 
people stopped coming in mass numbers into the United States illegally. Liberals, do you agree with Do you disagree with any of that? Is any of that hard for you to understand? Biden gets an office, signals to the world that we're going to change Trump's immigration policy. People who want to come to the United States are like, I don't have to wait in Mexico anymore. I'll be allowed into the United States illegally. That sounds just awesome. The numbers triple almost overnight after Trump leaves office. Any of this, again, disputed or hard for you to get? The crisis is now so bad, FEMA, which is supposed to be taking care of hurricane response and other things, is now wasting their manpower at the southern border for a crisis Biden created. And here's the irony and the reason I brought up the Secret Service. And Biden's own Secret Service that protects Joe Biden because he's the president, Biden's own Secret Service is now sending its agents off to the southern border to try to stem a crisis Biden created at the expense of Biden's own security. I know what they'll say because I've been there. Oh, it's not detail agents detailed to Biden specifically. No, 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 no. Please don't pull the dipsy. Do flip a ruski on me. I was in there. I know exactly what happens. When Biden travels or moves out of the White House, OTRC supported by agents around the country who post stand and elsewhere. When those agents aren't around to support protective details because they're at the southern border trying to mitigate a crisis Biden created, it creates a cascade of horribles. Please don't try the media people. You want to argue with me about how manpower works in the Secret Service? Let's do it. Let I well, please, let's do it. I will humiliate you in front of all of your colleagues because you don't know what you're talking about. I can tell you when this has happened before. Secret service agents at the southern border. Do you believe this? Unreal. So These people are so stupid. Created this crisis. All right, let me get to my second sponsor, and I just want to show you one quick thing about it. Republicans pounce. It's back again for the umpteenth time. Media doesn't even realize they're doing it, which is hilarious. Today's show brought to you by Teeter. You know I love their inversion tables. Use it all the time. Now Teeter is bringing it. Bringing what? A full body, zero impact exercise with one simple machine. That's my new go-to. If you've ever passed by my house, you see my garage open, you'll see me rocking it on the free step recumbent cross trainer. Again, my new favorite. They said, well, we'll send you one to try out. I was like, all right, let me take a look at this bad boy. You know, fitness plays a huge role in my life. I love it. I need it to stay sharp. Now, here's the thing. It's not just me who loves this. My wife and kids love it too. My daughter really digs it. I got bad arthritis in my joints, so I, I, I can't use a treadmill anymore, folks. I wish I could. I used to do tabata sprints on a treadmill, but my knees and hips got too banged up. So I'm always looking for something that's impact-free, and the free step is my go-to. The Teeter free step is totally unique. You haven't seen anything like it, and it's truly low impact, but it is definitely not low results. With technology licensed from commercial physical therapy equipment, you'll experience a smooth, linear stride. It protects all your joints better than any other cardio machine. I'm working my muscles and without wearing my body down. I can't take it anymore. Too old for that. You can dial the resistance down to get a warm up before the workout or do what I do after the workout, crush it using Tabata sprints on the machine. You get burn a ton of calories. The free step is proven to burn 17% more calories than a recumbent bike. Once you get on it, you'll figure out why. Plus, you get access to trainer-led workout materials on the free Teeter Move app for personal training and motivation from the comfort of your own home. What are you waiting for? Get moving right now in 2021 with the free step recumbent cross trainer. Make it your new go-to in your home gym. It has an exclusive offer for you today. Get the Teeter free step recumbent cross trainer for $100 off when you go to teeter, T-E-E-T-E-R.com slash Dan. Get that URL right. The Teeter free step is over a thousand reviews on Amazon, 4.6 star rating. With this exclusive deal, you get $100 off when you go to teeter.com slash Dan. Free shipping and a 60-day money-back guarantee. There's no reason not to try it. Remember, you can only get the Teeter Free Step Recumbent Cross Trainer and save $100 by going to teeter.com slash Dan. That's teeter.com slash Dan. Go today. You're going to love it. All right. Showing you how the Democrats are in an absolute panic over the immigration crisis. Uh, I, I was watching cable news this morning, and here's how this came up. And one of the stories on the program was, while well, I was prepping for the show, which I found hilarious. Folks, you all know Republicans pounce, right? You know what Republicans pounce, Republicans seize. Yeah. You know what that is? It's when the media understands they're in the middle of a crisis involving Democrats. And instead of making the story about the crisis the Democrats are involved in, Andrew Cuomo, Biden's immigration disaster, where they're sending Secret Service agents to the border. Not only that, 
They don't make the story about that. They make it about the Republicans' response to it. So Republicans pounce on Como. Republicans pounce on crisis at the border. Republicans pounce on Obamacare failure. Republicans pounce on Obama's tan suit. Remember, <laughs> remember that one? So just this morning, I saw it. I'm like, let me just put this in a search engine and see what comes up. This is an actual screenshot from my phone. Here are the top four when you put in Republican C's. New York Times, Republican C's on shuttered schools as a political rally cry. So, Joe, it's not about Democrats keeping schools closed or opening the border (laughs) or Cuomo. It's about Republican C's. This is not a joke. This is not manipulated anyway. Here are the top four that came up. Number two, CNN. Republican sees on Biden's domestic policy nominees. <laughs> so Biden's nominees for his cabinet fall apart, and the story's about Republican seizing. Uh, here's one that here's an actual Republican sees Senate. Okay, we'll give him a pass on that one. Here, I threw it in there just to show. Honestly, I didn't want to mess with you. Here's the other one: Republican sees on nursing home deaths to weaken Democrats. Here we go. Yeah. Never the story's never about the Democrats, Cuomo. Immigration, it's always about Republicans pounce, Republicans seize. That and they don't even realize they're doing it. They don't even realize they're doing it. They are that elitist, these snobs in this bubble they live in. So watch. The story I saw this morning is Republicans seize on Cuomo to distract from something. It was like, oh, I can't take it anymore. All right, moving on. Folks, the left, they're obviously um obsessed with. Racial grievance, politics, identity politics. You know that. We've talked about it forever because it goes back to the Dan Bongino. Joe, do we have our rules? I think we had rule number Mm -hmm. one and two last week, Dan Bongino's golden rules. Dan Bongino's golden rule number three, doing the Bob Dole, talking about myself in the third person, but I got it for this one. Rule number three, um, Dan Bongino's golden rules are, the left uses identity politics because they can't run on anything themselves that would get mainstream support. Right. Yeah. Um, they, the left never runs on it. What it really wants to do. The le- you ever see a campaign sign for a leftist candidate that was honest? No. I'm going to hike your taxes, put your kid in a crap school. You can't choose a choice uh, otherwise for, and I'm going to take your health care and turn it up to, or turn it over to a government bureaucrat. And we're going to open the borders. Do you notice the left never actually runs on what they're going to do, but they do it anyway. So how does the left win elections? They win elections because of golden rule number three and Dan Bongino's rule of politics, right? Golden rule number three is the left wins elections because they don't tell you what they're going to do. They just tell you the other guy hates you so much because they're all racist, xenophobes, misogynists, and transphobic, istophobic, phobophobes, that if you don't vote for us, they're going to come after you. You get it? You have to understand this Mm -hmm. because once you learn to see it, you can never unsee it. It's true. They never run on what they actually want to do. They run on, we're protecting you from the evil Republicans because they're all racist. That why, that's why this stuff works. You're going to see it here. Here's a video of Tom Cotton, who is, does an excellent job as a senator, uh, I think. Uh, some stuff I disagree, but he generally does a pretty decent job. Tom Cotton is talking to an Obama nominee. Republicans pounce. Cotton pounces on a Biden nominee. You get it? You like a little segue there? Mm-hmm. So Tom Cotton is interviewing Vanita Gupta, who is... Uh, a Biden nominee for a position in the DOJ. I spoke in front of Congress about police reforms and Vanita Gupta was there and said some stuff that was so hilariously stupid. I couldn't believe it came out of her mouth in public. So she is going to be one of Biden's nominees for the DOJ. She may get through. And she believes in this. Everybody's a racist theory. So I want you to watch this video where Tom Cotton says, well, everybody's a racist and has this implicit bias. Well, who are you biased against? Watch the dance. Watch the dance. Watch the dance she does. She doesn't mention anything anything specific. She will never mention who she's biased against. It's just you, Joe, and everyone else she's running against. Check this out. Last summer, nine months ago, you were in front of this committee, and Senator Corden said, do you believe that all Americans are racist? You, You replied, yes. I think that we all have implicit biases and racial biases. Yes, I do. So, Ms. Gupta, I ask you, against which races do you harbor racial bias? Senator Cotton, I do not. um, The yes was to say that all of us have implicit bias. Uh, This was an exchange also that Judge Garland had with Senator Kennedy during his hearing. 
I believe that we all have implicit bias. It doesn't mean that we are harboring any racism at all. These are unconscious assumptions and stereotypes that can get made. Uh, and I remember uh, that summer in the exchange with Senator Cornyn that we were discussing systemic racism and implicit bias. And my response was to say that all of us have implicit bias. Well, to be precise, you said we all have implicit biases and racial biases. That's all. Every single American you accused of implicit bias and racial bias. So I'm asking you again, against which races do you harbor racial bias? I am quite aware that I know that I hold stereotypes that I have to manage. I'm a product of my culture. I'm a product. It's part of the human condition. Uh, and uh, I believe that, you know, one of the reasons I believe that all of us um, are able to manage implicit bias, but only if we can acknowledge our own. And I am not above anyone else in that matter. Um, I think implicit bias is something that is part of the shared human condition. Step up. Step up, Vanita. No, I'm serious. Step up. Have some guts and step up. Joe, if, if Vanita Gupta, yeah. hard leftist, by the way, hard leftist. If Vanita Gupta gets into the DOJ, we're all in trouble. Ooh. If Vanita Gupta really believes that we're all harboring this racial bias, all of us, we're all racist, right? All of us. Wouldn't it be really bold of her then to step up? Should answer the question, yeah. uh, Vanita Gupta? Who specifically are you racist against? She should say, you know, if she's honest, um, I don't know. I'm I I have a, a I'm racist against Hispanic and Black folks. You all wait, you are you you are really because we're not you. I'm not saying she is. I'm just saying she's saying everybody's a racist and her, yet she provides. Now, why does she not provide any specifics? Why does she not do that? Well, because she doesn't do it because she doesn't believe it because it's not true. <laughs> I don't believe it about her. But she, what one, she's afraid because if she answers that specifically, say she says, I'm biased against. Asians, I don't know, whatever it may be. You understand now if she gets uh, confirmed to this position, Joe, how she opens herself up Oh yeah, in any business transaction with someone who's Asian to a lawsuit for admitting she's biased against it. So she doesn't want to do it, but she wants to accuse everyone else of it. Now, how does this work? for? And by the way, I don't believe uh, Vanita Gupta is a radical leftist. I don't believe that. I don't know her. And unlike liberals, I judge people on their actions, and I don't know Vanita Gupta. If I saw her being racist against Hispanic or 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 uh, or, or someone who is black or Asian, I'll call it out of show. I don't know her. I've never seen that. So unlike liberals, I don't make blind accusations that everybody's a racist but me. They do that. But notice how this implicit bias, without ever admitting anything specific, right, works for them. She specifically says, well, I manage it. And so you don't really see anything like she's basically saying like, oh, I manage implicit bias. So I don't act racist anywhere. OK, well, either there's anybody else I know. I don't have any friends who I go out with them to lunch and are like, oh, my gosh, your wife is Colombian, Dan. I'm not eating with you guys. I'm out of here. I'm going to a different table. I don't I mean, I don't see that. So, oh. Oh, now you're in people's heads. Now you're in people's heads. You see how that works for them, Joe? They don't have to prove anything because they can't. Right. They can't. Overt acts of racism in our society, thankfully, which has evolved significantly from its founding and from the dreadful Jim Crow era. Overt acts of racism are so frowned upon and so rare now. That the left has to say, oh, no, no, Joe, it's not what they do or what I do. It's what's in their heads. There you go. Well, Vanita, what, 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 what yeah, thank you. Thank that, you, dude. I need it because I'm not sure everybody's getting nah, it. Nah. So Cotton says, okay, Tom Cotton says to Vanita, well, what's in your head? Who exactly are you racist against? Oh, no, 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 no. I manage it. I manage it. You mean like everybody else manages it? You mean like everyone else on Planet Earth, who's a good and decent person, has a bias towards everything, but just manages it. So if everybody's managing it and there's no or relatively few overt acts, overt acts of racism, why do you keep calling everyone a racist? She, she's not even smart enough to pick it up.
She's not smart enough to pick it up. She doesn't get it. She doesn't get it. I'm Joe, I'm glad you picked up what I was putting oh, down there. Yeah. She can't point to mass acts of racism in the country. So what does she do? She says she can basically read people's minds, but don't read mine, Tom Cotton. What a phony. Speaking of race, I want to get this other video of uh, George Costanza over at CNN. We can't call him Mr. Potato Head anymore because Mr. Potato Head's not a mister <laughs> anymore. <laughs> but I want you to watch this too because Brian Stelter over at CNN is one of the legendary useful idiots in the media. I really mean it. I mean, listen, it's obvious I don't like him. He doesn't like me. But I don't look for Brian Stelter clips on the show because he's generally annoying. But it's so easy to use because he, unlike other media folks on the left who are a little more savvy about being useful idiots for tyrants, Stelter's not. Stelter's just an overt useful idiot like because he's really dumb. So here's a clip of Stelter this weekend on the hilariously named show Reliable Sources that used to host Michael Avenatti on this show. And I want you to watch how Stelter again uses the race tool. It's a clip about him criticizing Tucker Carlson. Stelter says Tucker Carlson's the new Donald Trump. Okay, whatever that means. Stelter's not bright enough to even know what that means. But notice how he talks about Tucker stoking, quote, white rage. And he uses it to push kind of in a backdoor way, but he's not clever enough to make it a little more cryptic. He's using his attack on Tucker and white rage to push for media censorship because he's a useful idiot for tyrants. Listen to the clip. Listen to what he does. And you'll see how he tries to be, again, clever, but he's not smart enough to be clever. Check this out. Tucker Carlson is the new Donald Trump. Tucker has taken Trump's place as a right-wing leader, as an outrage generator, as a fire starter. And it's all happening on Fox, just like Trump's campaign did. Which means Rupert and Lachlan Murdoch are ultimately responsible. I mean, think about all the ways these two men are similar. Every day, Carlson is throwing bombs, making online memes, offending millions of people, also delighting millions of others, tapping into white male rage and resentment, uh, stoking uh, distrust of big tech in the media, generally coarsening the discourse, never apologizing for anything, and setting the GOP's agenda. Sounds like a recently retired president, right? Again, uh, a useful idiot. But why does it matter? Uh, damn, why do you put Stelter on your show? He's a moron. I get that a lot. Well, we know that. But I put him on the show because useful idiots, tyrants, socialists, communists, who have destroyed and decimated people's real liberty and freedom. I mean, touchable, tangible liberty and freedom where you can go and work and take custody of money for work and take your kids and move them to a school you choose and control your own health care and not be subjected to torture and political imprisonment by communists. Those communists have always implemented their agenda using really stupid people defined as useful idiots by the socialists themselves. People too stupid to realize they're being used as tools. Stelter is one of those primary useful idiots who uses his vehicle on CNN to attack cable networks, which is fine. I attack CNN. I'm doing it now. But notice, I'm not pushing for the deplatforming of CNN and Brian Stelter. It's useful morons like him pushing for the deplatforming of Fox because he doesn't like the opinions of Tucker Carlson. And I'll show you how dangerous this stuff gets in a minute. I'll put up uh, right after this uh right after this quick spot here. I want to put up an article by Legal Insurrection about how hate speech laws are now evolving, folks. This is getting dangerous. I've been warning you about this for years. Hate speech coming now to a neighborhood near you next. All right. Our third sponsor today, our friends at Brickhouse Nutrition. Listen, life's about habits. This year, we've been more focused than ever on our health. So what are you doing to improve your health? I can tell you what I've done for a while. Using my buddies here at Brickhouse Nutrition, one of the best products out there. Again, Field of Greens. I have about four or five of these in my refrigerator. This is an empty one. We've already used most of that. How do you plan to ensure your body's immune system is primed and ready for the fight? I recommend you take Field of Greens by Brickhouse Nutrition every day. I take it. It is loaded with antioxidants. But what is Field of Greens? 
Well, first off, it's not a supplement. It is a nutrition fact. Look at the back. It says nutrition facts on the label, not supplement facts. Why? Because this is real, wholesome, ground up fruits and vegetables. And every, you know, I mean, come on, everybody knows you have to eat your fruits and vegetables. Why not be able to take it in a convenient powder right here? It tastes delicious. It's clinically researched essential fruits and vegetables, plus green tea, ginger, turmeric, and beets. This powerful combination uh, can not only support heart health, it can support a healthy immune system, metabolism, blood pressure, and digestion. Complete with pre and probiotics. Field of Greens not only good for you, it's good for the entire family, even the kids. Uh, and uh, my, my wife loves it. She takes like two scoops of this a day. Throw a scoop in water. I took it this weekend in a protein shake. Uh, put it in a glass of water if you want to stir it and you're done. How do you get it? Go to BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan and get 15% off your first order with promo code Dan at checkout. It's available in multiple flavors. This wild berry is pretty, pretty tight. <laughs> I love it. Go check it out today. Feel the greens. Delicious. Take care of your health. Go to BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Use promo code Dan. Pick this stuff up today. Get your vegetables. One, swoop, one, uh, one scoop. You're going to absolutely love it. All right. Uh, just quickly on this. Why? You know, people like Brian Stelter, again, are used to implement anti-free speech laws, and he's not smart enough to figure it out. Look at what's happening. His legal insurrection piece will be available in my newsletter, which I launch every morning. Go to Bongino.com slash newsletter to, uh, to subscribe. Um, check it out. It's free, of course. Legal insurrection. Scotland. We need another William Wallace moment. Freedom! You're fighting for the scraps from Longshank's table. Scotland's controversial hate crime bill criminalizes statements made in the privacy of one's own home. Huh? Don't worry. People like Brian Stelter probably love stuff like this. Let's see what this law actually does. Statements made criminalized in the privacy of your own home, and you don't think we're headed down a slippery slope? Where do you think exactly this is going to go? Here, the legislation creates a sweeping new offense of, quote, get a load of this one, Joe, stirring up hatred. How exactly is Stelter not doing that with accusing Tucker Carlson basically of being a racist on a nationally televised program? How is Stelter not stirring up hatred? I'd like to know yeah. that. Getting back to it. Liable for prosecution will be anyone who, quote, behaves in a manner that a reasonable person would consider to be threatening, abusive, or insulting, or communicates such material if he or she intends to stir up hatred against a group of persons based on the group being defined by reference to race, color, nationality, including citizenship or ethnic or national origins, or if a reasonable person would consider the behavior or the communication of the material to likely result in hatred being stirred up against such a group. Holy Moses, do you not see where this can go? Anytime anyone objects to anything out of your mouth, they can just say, hey, I think because I'm a reasonable person, it's going to stir up hatred against another group. Even journalists, you should be locked up, put in prison, maybe tortured too. These are the kind of lunatics we're dealing with. They only want free speech that's convenient for them. Yet when Stelter goes and stirs up hatred against Tucker Carlson and accuses him of being a racist on his television, stirring up white rage, nobody cares about that. Useful idiots abound. All right, let me move on because this is another important story. Amazingly, we are still, we are back again to Trump, the fake news about Trump. He's not even in office anymore. We are back to the fake news about Trump in the 2020 election. They just can't stop, which is really tragically hilarious because media folks keep accusing conservatives of fake news about the 2020 election as they continue to promote fake news about the 2020 election. Article in the Washington Examiner, again, in my newsletter today, bongino.com slash newsletter. Please read it all weekend. Did you not hear about it? If you went to Drudge and elsewhere, the now left-leaning Drudge, what did you see, Joe, all week? Is Trump on the phone, pressured another Georgia election official, yeah. pressured them again, put him in jail, lock him up. Maybe waterboard him just to get the answers out of him. And I'm like, really? Trump was on the call with another Georgia election official pressuring them? That sounds really bad. My gosh. Well, of course, because the Dan Bongino 72-hour rule now applies, yep. which is what? Never, ever trust the media on a Trump story. Make sure you wait the 72 hours before you report on it, like I did, almost forced to over the weekend. Because what will happen? In that 72 hours... Maybe 8.2 out of 10 times the media will be forced to retract the story and correct it because it's all a lie. Here we go again. 
So we heard over the weekend that President Trump told uh, a bunch of, uh, a jo- oh, excuse me, a Georgia election official, you better find the fraud. You'd be a national hero if you did. In other words, insinuating that he was pressuring them to find fraud in Georgia. Well, it's not exactly what happened. Again, Washington Examiner. However, the audio of the recording, the audio recording, excuse me, shows that early reports in January about that call based on anonymous sourcing. Ah, anonymous sources were wrong again. Shocker. Misquoted Trump again. In those reports, Trump was quoted as saying and urging Watson, the Georgia election official, to, quote, find the fraud. And if she did so, the investigator would be, quote, a national hero. Oh, by the way, I don't even know what's wrong with that. If, if Trump thought there was fraud and was asking someone to try to find it, I don't understand what's really wrong with that. But even then, I, I, you know, I get it how the left would be like, oh, my gosh, it's pressure. It's a president. All right, whatever. The problem is they just made the quote up because that's not exactly what happened. Matter of fact, it's not what happened at all. So the Washington Post and CNN both reported on this. CNN reported on the Washington Post story, which is how the fake news game works, Joe. Anonymous sources told us Trump said this, reported in the Washington Post. Then CNN reports on the Washington Post report about the anonymous source. And then, of course, the whole thing falls apart because the anonymous source was lying, which only happens all the time. (laughs) Back to the examiner piece. Well, the Washington Post hitting the brakes. I noticed Gee stuck that hitting the brakes uh, sounder in the piece last week. It was very funny. The Washington Post stuck in a long correction note to the top of its report, which don't worry, folks. If you're not listening to this show, you'll hear nothing about because the story already served its purpose, right? Trump was encouraging election officials to find the fraud. You've already heard it, so it doesn't matter. The correction, you'll hear nothing about. Here's the correction. (laughs) Trump did not tell the investigator to, quote, find the fraud. Okay, well, that's interesting. Or say she would be, quote, a national hero if she did so. Folks, that's the whole story, that he said those two things he didn't say. Instead, Trump urged the investigator to scrutinize ballots in Fulton County, Georgia, asserting she would find, quote, dishonesty there. He also told her that she had, quote, the most important job in the country right now. The story about the recording can be found here. The headline and text of the story have been corrected to remove quotes misattributed to Trump. When is when is when is it going to stop? When's it going to stop? If the if our media today had any capacity for self reflection whatsoever, any capacity to look in the mirror when they wake up in the morning and say, "What am I doing wrong, and how can I do it better?" They would realize, number one, that we make fun of them for their Republicans pounce, Republicans see stories because we know exactly what they're doing. And they keep doing it because I don't think it's that they don't care. I think they live in a bubble and they don't even know they're doing it. And the second thing is you'd say, okay, Joe, we've been burned on anonymous sourcing about Trump. 82.6% of the time. Yes. So maybe before we write the the story on Trump and what he said, maybe we'll find another source and see if it's actually true. Or Joe, here's a crazy idea. Mm -hmm. Maybe we'll actually wait for the recording to come out and listen to it ourselves. Ladies and gentlemen, they can't do it. They simply cannot do it. These are, you understand these are not serious people. They have no commitment to excellence. They have no commitment to improvement in their everyday work. They have no commitment to any credo or ethos. The only thing they're committed to is ideological advancement, attacking Donald Trump, and making Republicans look stupid. These are not serious people, and I'm telling you, they should be roundly ignored at every opportunity. I can prove it. They can't. All right, moving on, because this is another really important story. Obviously, something that matters to me greatly given my investments and involvement in a parallel tech economy because I'm so terrified about what big tech is doing to this country. They're war, now war. It's not even a battle anymore. They're full-blown war on free speech and they're full-blown war on your privacy. This was the piece I sent to Guy and he was reading it through and he's processing the stuff for, you know, uh, screenshots so they fit in the screen for the show. And he's reading them to me. He's like, wow, this is good. I'm like, all right. This is great. I'm glad you like it. Now I know it's a good story. So be available on our newsletter. Again, check it out. But it's an important one. Read through the whole thing. Four hidden ways big tech platforms suck up your data. Listen, 
again, my involvement in the tech industry, I've warned you about this repeatedly. There are big problems ahead, ladies and gentlemen. The very hallmark of a free society is what? What is it? It is the distinction between the private and public self. If citizens of a country feel that everything they do is being monitored, there's no private self at all. You're being watched in your house. You're being watched when you talk to your friends. You're being recorded when you speak on the phone. How is that not the hallmark of tyranny and totalitarianism? How? There's no private you at all. Everything is monitored by a big brother type government system that knows and surveils and watches everything you do for, for, uh, for, for they want to monitor dissidents. They want to evaporate away your freedom. They want to know your economic activity. How is that any different than what big tech is doing now? Here's number one, Facebook, quote from the Examiner story. The largest social media company in the world collects information on its 2.4 billion monthly users, even when they're not on the platform, by tracking their browsing history, including the news they read, pornography they watch, websites they shop at, and more. Ladies and gentlemen, you want a private self? You want to do stuff that's not illegal, but you want it in the privacy of your own house, you know, go to websites, whatever, do your thing. Oh, you thought you were doing that in private? Eh, sorry. Using a tool called off Facebook activity, Facebook users can see all of the external browsing data the platform secretly collects without notifying anyone. You're not even on the platform. Since August of 2019, Facebook allows users to see the vast amounts of external data collected about them that previously no one had access to. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Such a positive. You guys are so great. Thanks for allowing us access to our own data. That's, that's really, that's, that's really spectacular. Let me get to my fourth sponsor here, but you, you think Facebook's it? <coughs> Excuse me. You think that's it? The article was titled four ways big tech watches you here. Four. Not one, four. There are three more. Google, Amazon, online ad trackers. I'll get to those too. And you'll realize, again, the distinction between the private and public self, which is the very hallmark of a free society. What you do in private, as long as you don't break the law, is your business. It ain't all cute. It ain't all pretty, but it's private. There ain't no more private. Private's disappearing. And government's helping it all along. All right, our last sponsor today, Legacy Box. What is Legacy Box? It's a super simple mail-in service to have all your home movies and pictures digitally preserved on a thumb drive, DVD, or the cloud. If you're like most, there's dusty boxes full of photos, films, tapes, stuck in the back of your closet or attic. We had them all over our house, all over our closet, everywhere. This, wait, hold on. This is my actual Legacy Box right here. Not a joke. This is what, I'm not kidding. I mean, this is my disc right there. Yeah. Here's all the pictures we sent. <laughs> Not a joke. A whole bunch of that's, here. That's my daughter Isabel. The kid. This one. This is the actual legacy box. I'm not kidding. My wife brought it up. Sorry, moved away from the mic a little bit. But that's my legacy box. We do a whole bunch of stuff in the box. Uh, thumb drives, everything. We got it all on a disc. It's beautiful. Legacy box can help you digitally declutter. It's the easiest way to check off this important spring cleaning chore because legacy box takes care of everything. Cross it off your list. Legacy box is a great way for you to easily, easily and affordably digitally preserve your past. The process from start to finish is easy. Just pack whatever you want and send it. Their team digitizes everything by hand. Uh, you enjoy and you get back your perfectly preserved digital copy on a thumb drive, DVD, or the cloud ready to watch, share, and enjoy. Plus, they keep you up to date with regular email updates throughout the entire digitizing process. Legacy Box is the world's largest digitizer of home movies and photos. It's helped over a million families digitally preserve their past. Get started preserving your past today. Go to LegacyBox.com slash Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O, and get an incredible 50% off your first order. It's a nice savings. Buy today to take advantage of this exclusive offer. Send in when you're ready. Go to LegacyBox.com slash Bongino and save 50% while supplies last. LegacyBox.com slash Bongino. My daughter Isabel is going to be horrified. I showed that baby picture of her on the air. But it's okay. It's okay. It's a cute picture. All right, getting back to this article. 
So folks, it's always concerned me again, and that's incentivized me to explode my involvement in investments in the parallel big tech economy. Just how much surveilling of you is being done. Here's another takeaway from the examiner piece. Look at what's Google. Google's up. Do you ever heard folks of sensor vault? No, I haven't either, but you're going to hear of it now, Joe. Hmm. Quote, Washington Examiner. Some of Google's user data even makes it into the hands of law enforcement. Do it that wait, 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 wait. Through a database called Sensor Vault, which stores detailed user location data indefinitely? Huh? The data is so precise, one deputy police chief, chief, uh, police chief told them, told the writer, that it, quote, shows the whole pattern of life. Doesn't sound like you have a private self anymore. The location data is collected by cell phone towers and GPS signals. <laughs> Even when people are not making calls. Is that you highlighting all this stuff, by the way? These, by the way, those highlights are all, they're good. I like them. Keep doing it. But Guy highlights stuff. I can say, I'm like, I didn't highlight that. But it's good. I like it. Keep it sure. Because this is clearly what he finds interesting. And he's a professional producer. Even when people are not making calls or using Google Apps. Google says that users have to opt into location data collected in SensorVault, but the search giant makes it difficult not to opt in. <laughs> Sounds like kind of a trick. And many users may not understand that they've even done so. All right, so we got Facebook monitoring your online activity, even when you're not on Facebook. You ever wonder how you're in your house and you're like searching for something, whatever it may be? I was searching for, they have these uh, bars you can use for pulleys in a gym. I don't know what they're called, but I was looking for it. And you know, it's weird. I'm no joke. I go to uh, Facebook and I'm scrolling and there is, it appears right there. Yeah. It's called like easy grip or something yeah. like that. I'm like, this is crazy. This is crazy. So Facebook's following stuff even off the platform. Google basically has a homing device on you and everywhere you go, huh? Folks, it's your private. I, I know these are uncomfortable things to say, but how comfortable are you? With the entire planet, basically, at some point, having, you know, knowing where you go every single minute of the day. Well, law enforcement can get access to that, too, just in case they need it. So it's not just Facebook and Google. You're like, it gets worse. Of course it does. Amazon. I feel like my life has gotten significantly better, by the way, since I stopped using Amazon for purchases. Really, I've been going to individual websites and I feel a lot better about my life. Just say it. You do you. Amazon also uses online tracking tools. This is from the piece to follow customers online behavior on other websites, even after they leave Amazon. Another gee highlight. The retail giant does not disclose the name or identity of users to advertisers, but it nevertheless serves user ads on a brand's behalf by leveraging the user's past behavior, often without his or her knowledge. Again, please tell me where the private self ends and the public self begins. You know, I can candidly tell you 20 or 30 years ago when I was in my 20s and even longer, uh, you know, an even longer time period when I was in my teens, I always felt like when I walked in my front door, put the key in and walked in my house and closed the door, that what I did inside was mine. I owned it. I wasn't being watched by anyone. The hallmark of a private self. You don't have a private self in a totalitarian regime. How do you feel about your private self after these three big swings and misses by Amazon, Google, and Facebook? Oh, there's one more. I told you there were four. Online ad trackers. Large third-party online tools such as Add This and Share This offer deceptively simple services that allow websites to integrate social media share buttons on their site to allow content to be shared on Facebook, Twitter, and other online platforms. A large number of websites take advantage of the simple plug-in share tools, and this allows the companies to track and profile website visitors and make money off this data. <sighs> Folks, again, a lot of companies out there do this. If it's done with your consent and overt consent, I don't think it's a privacy catastrophe. I mean, think about it. There are some things we do where we voluntarily forfeit our privacy for convenience, right? 
I mean, a lot of you in Florida have a sun pass up in the Northeast. You have an easy pass. You probably realize that not paying for the toll on a bridge using cash, that you're probably being tracked and that people know where you went and what bridges you crossed, but you did it because it's convenient. Some websites do that and other places do that. And if you opt into it, you know, then it's not a problem. You have a choice. What I don't like about this story is not necessarily that it happens, that it happens in kind of a really cryptic, almost sleazy way behind the scenes where the private and personal self dissolves and you don't even know it. Again, you want a camera in your house? You want Big Brother watching you all the time? Literally like the show Big Brother? That's your choice. You had fun doing it, playing in a reality TV show for the world to watch. But it's not your choice. It's not a reality TV show. It's totalitarianism. At its worst. Because there's no private self. Folks, I want to end with this story because I'm out of time. And let me just tease quick what I have tomorrow because I... I, can, I didn't get to the Florida thing. I'm sorry, but there's a mini crisis brewing in Florida right now. Um, it's really important. I'm not kidding. Like, you can't even try to buy a home in Florida right now. You'll see what I'm talking about. I want to get to that. And tomorrow I've got some developments on these police reform bills, which are an unbelievable assault on your local police department and will end really badly. But this is an important story. I want to make sure I give a minute too. So a controversy broke out this week, uh, this weekend, back to the Tucker Carlson uh, segment. He's become a real newsmaker. Tucker Carlson questioned whether having pregnant women in military, certain military positions uh, was a good idea or not. Tucker Carlson's a free American citizen on open, you know, FCC airwaves where he's allowed, well, actually it's cable news. So it's, uh, he's on Carlson, so it's different, yeah. but he's on a cable news national show. He's allowed to question. I know someone else screwed that up once before we called him out, but he's allowed to have an opinion. He's, he's allowed, right? Air quotes, like we're still allowed to do that. Well, Brian Stelter doesn't think so, but Tucker Carlson's conversation about the readiness of our military um, and having women in certain roles in the military um, elicited quite an interesting response, including a tweet from this gentleman I, I noticed this weekend. He's a uh, Ben Lemon. What is it? Command Sergeant Major Ben Lemon. He quote tweets Tucker Carlson after they uh, people at the Pentagon went after Tucker Carlson for daring to suggest that military readiness might be impacted with women in certain positions. He's again, he's, we, we do live in a free constitutional republic. I thought he's entitled to his opinion about what is best and what is not for our military. You don't have to agree with the opinion. But generally, the Pentagon doesn't go after civilians who express an opinion about the military. That seems to have gone out the window too. You sensing the theme of the show today? Attacks on free people, attacks mm -hmm. on free voices, attacks on your privacy. Now attacks by military people on free citizens who have a policy disagreement about the direction of the military. This is not a joke. This is a social media post by this uh, Command Sergeant Major Ben Lemon, who I don't know. I'm just reading his words. He tweets at Tucker Carlson and says, hey, the Department of Defense didn't attack your show. We absolutely disagree with you. Trust me, you'd know it if the DOD attacked you. It's a doctrinal term. Um, mm. is, this really, is this really happening? You will find no bigger supporter of the men and women in our military than me. But is there really a senior military official using a social media account we can all see using his account to almost like in a veiled threat? So if you knew if we were attacking, you'd know it. Yeah. Is this really happening? Is there really an organized Pentagon response? By the way, this is not the only tweet, folks. There was a tweet by uh, an official account of a Marine Expeditionary Force. There were releases by senior members of uh, of our military apparatus attacking Tucker Carlson for daring to suggest that he had an opinion about the readiness of our military. Is this really happening? Again, you will find no bigger supporter than me. And I certainly think opinions amongst the working men and women of our military would strongly differ from a lot of their leadership. But... Listen, I'm just one man and I'm going to give my opinion. And to any Pentagon leader listening, the show's got a lot of, it's got a big audience. If you are listening or if you wouldn't mind sending this to your friends who are in leadership at the Pentagon, 
this is a really, really bad idea. Civilians are absolutely entitled to criticize military policy. We finance our military. Many of us volunteer for the military. Many of us have volunteered for law enforcement positions, which would put us in danger also. This is not a police state. This is a free constitutional republic, a representative democracy with a civilian-led military. Thank you for your service. Sincerely, from the bottom of my heart, it takes a tremendous amount of bravery to even sign up and pledge your life for the life of another. But that does not absolve you or anyone else for criticisms justified or not. In a free country, I strongly, I get it, you're probably going to gaff me off and that's fine because many of you probably think, what does he know? I strongly, strongly recommend you reconsider public and social media attacks on free citizens who have rendered an opinion about our military. Let the politicians handle that. This is a really, really bad idea. And veiled threats are an even worse idea. This can only go to one place. And it sure is ain't a good one. All right, thanks again for tuning in, folks. I really appreciate it. Please, if you wouldn't mind, Follow our show on video at rumble.com slash Bongino, rumble.com slash Bongino. It's free. We're almost at 1.5 million. I think we're at 1.43 today. Followers there, we really appreciate it. And make bonginoreport.com, bonginoreport.com, your home for morning news. It's your free alternative to the Drudge Report, which is now all in on leftist ideology, shamefully. Bonginoreport.com, please check it out. Thanks for tuning in. We always appreciate it. I'll see you all tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.